Hello and welcome to On Mike with Jordan Rich. We are in for a treat. I got a chance to speak with a legend in show business, seven-time Emmy winner Ed Asner. In mid-November, as we record today's podcast, he's gearing up for two shows at the Regent Theater in Arlington, Massachusetts. The show is called A Man and His Prostate, written by veteran TV and film writer Ed Weinberger. And the synopsis of the show is based on a true life experience of Ed's. A man discovers his inner self in more ways than one. A near tragedy masterfully transformed into a one-man comedy portrayed perfectly by Ed Asner in his hilarious visit to the hospital in preparation for surgery he doesn't want. Ed Asner is a former president of the Screen Actors Guild, born in Kansas City, Missouri, raised in an Orthodox Jewish family. He started acting a bit in the military and then began a career in the 50s that took him to Broadway and a TV debut on Studio One in 1957. Ed made several guest appearances on several network shows before being cast as the crusty but lovable Lou Grant on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Then a successful spinoff as Lou Grant in his own drama series. There was Roots, of course, and dozens of roles, including one of my favorite and the favorite of many of you, the voice of Carl Fredrickson in the Academy Award-winning Pixar film called Up. Ed continues to work for charities, including those helping to support autistic children and their families, and he's dedicated himself to political causes long before it became fashionable for celebrities to speak out. Now, a couple of notes. Ed will have a little fun with my last name as we begin our phone call. And as you know, this podcast is generally rated G or PG, at the outside PG-13. There are just a few colorful expletives that don't normally appear in my podcast. But it is a living showbiz legend who turns 90, by the way, this week. Ed Asner, let's go on Mike. Rick. Rich, R-I-C-H. Oh. From, oh, well, that's good. From, I'm glad from, you're rich. Well, for a name only, but <laughs> that's all. Send, send. Yes. So, share, share the wealth. Thank you for doing this, and thank you for doing the show. And I, I guess the first question is to talk a little bit about a man and his prostate. How's it going, and, and what can people expect? Well, an erection, I suppose. But, uh, <laughs> now, the, the show has worked beautifully. Uh, it needs an audience, uh, and I take strength and uh, energy from the audience. It's uh, very well crafted, written by Ed Weinberger, who was a writer-producer on Mary Tyler Moore, and uh, it works well. And it's informative and at the same time funny. And of course, it's about you and what you went through, I guess. No, no, it's about Ed Weinberger. Oh. It's his experience, but he, he is smart enough to visualize me as uh, assuming his identity. What have people had to say who have dealt with prostate cancer? What have they had to say to you after they see the show? It's all there. It's all there. In other words, the emotion and the humor and the odd life-changing moments that occur. Frustration and the death toll. Mm. Every 16 minutes a man dies of prostate cancer in our country. So this show sheds light on what's going on, but it does so in a very entertaining way. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that audiences pretty much the same reaction from different parts of the country, or what? Well, I, 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 I hear from the veterans who have had the operation or who have gone through it. That's it, that's it. It's all, it's 
all there. Very, very true. First of all, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> uh, milestone year. And of course, you're, you're very, very busy and we're thrilled that you're, you're still acting and having fun. Your career is just, it's, it's incredible to think about all the accomplishments. Do you have a, a favorite uh, part of the career that you like to reflect on? Uh, or are you just. Well, a very ton of war with it. The Lark. Seven year honeymoon. And, uh, I'll always be grateful and thankful. It uh, it launched me big time, put me on the map. Uh, and uh, then I went into Lou Grant from Mary Tyler Moore, and we got five years of mm. angst and <laughs> identification there. Is that? And the... then there was a blacklist of sorts. Why was that? Uh, uh, I guess I became too outspoken on. Our corruption in Central America. Mm -hmm. uh, sponsors, a couple of sponsors dropped out. And um, uh, I guess, uh, ooh, what was the name of the uh, the guy who owned CVS? Uh, William Paley? Paley, William okay. Paley, yeah. Mm -hmm. I got impaled. He didn't like that. He had disciplined uh, the Smothers Brothers. I think he even disciplined Edward R. Murrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for going too far, and he decided I was next. You were sort of a trailblazer in, in the days when uh, Hollywood wasn't speaking out too much. Now everybody yeah. has an opinion about everything. But Well, it, it, it's, it's my opinion that uh, you need one blacklist a century, <laughs> and it scares the shit out of everybody, so they mind their P's and Q's and don't, uh, don't ruffle feathers. Uh, and then another blacklist, <clears throat> or something akin to that. Uh, I see Jane Fonda goes down and gets arrested every day or every week. So uh, she's come out of her cave. <laughs> Being the president of the Screen Actors Guild, uh, too, puts you right in the political bullseye, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I've, I've, I've seen former progressives turn conservative uh, in occupying the office. They, you, you never do the job the way your former allies. And I suppose that's the same uh, truth for any presidency. Any politician, in a sense, yeah. anybody. I mean, look, look at the perfect job Trump is doing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic for a whole other podcast, of course. Can I go... Country. The March of Time. Right. Can I go back to the Lou Grant thing? And the thing that I always uh, wondered about was taking a character from a sitcom that was so successful, and then the same character transfers to a relatively serious drama at times. Was that always intentional, and, and was that an easy transition to make? Well, it was intentional on the part of the producers. I, I had such unalterable faith in them that I said they could do no wrong. So what do they want? They, uh and they wanted to take the character and uh, do a print journalism type show, which dealt with uh, the problems of the day. I'm a, a very agreeable type. I went along. Mm -hmm. And uh, not as much fun, I'll tell you. Was Lou Grant based on any... Did you use anybody in, in your travels to, to sort of come I up with him? I uh, Jim Brooks did, though. It's incredible the casting that went on with Mary Tyler Moore. That's magic in a bottle. And then equally great was the casting uh, with Mrs. Pinchon and all the others in Lou Grant. I totally agree. Oh, I totally agree. Well, they I'm, were they were brilliant. Absolutely. Mason Adams was wonderful. They they were all great. 
That's uh, a shame. But the beauty of that show was it had import and it talked about issues. I mean, there were things yeah. that you could get into almost on a weekly basis. That, that's why it was an important show. And uh, as I said before, uh, I, uh, my admission was not as much fun, but uh, you sure as hell were doing with uh, dealing with problems that people needed and all that and wanted to on. And there were only about two or three that we couldn't touch. Busing, hmm. uh, gun control, which is still uh, a cross that uh, every politician carries in his pocket. Mm. You remember the third one? No. Okay, no. that's all right. Let's. I, I want to, but I can't. Let me then jump to something that is absolutely must-watching on a regular basis, and that's Up from 2009. Ah. Oh, my did you have a sense when reading that script, uh, you did the voice, of course, of the, the old man. Did you have a sense that this was going to be a little different in terms of a Pixar with its impact? No, I didn't know what to expect from Pixar, but uh, I, I just, uh, I had such joy doing it. I loved it. I call it a double love story. Mm. And um, I think it's a perfect picture. I won't disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Tears come to mind when you think about it, and it's joyful, and it's you're heartbroken at the same time. It's uh, just great in all yeah. respect. Your vocal stylings, though, really made it what it was Thank for many of us. Well, I've never heard anyone say that before. Really? Oh, my no. goodness. That's the first thing I thought of when I was going to no. chat with you. I wanted to no. congratulate you on that sure. for doing that. And it was nice to have uh, a, a predecessor called Elf. That. Well, <laughs> that's what I also wanted to ask. A nice Jewish boy like you, how many times have you played Santa Claus, Mr. About Asma? seven or eight. <laughs> that's called acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Elf was a great movie that uh, people, and now it's a musical for crying out loud. I know, I know. It's, it's uh, but, you, you know, you can, you can thank Will Ferrell for that. He was magnificent. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned the Mary Tyler Moore show. We just lost Valerie Harper, and I had the great honor of meeting her at an event uh, for cancer research about eight years ago when she was still battling. And what a valiant, beautiful lady she was. You, you get to see the people behind the screen persona, and you realize there's there's a lot more to people than just their screen oh, God, image. Yeah. Oh, God. Were you close with Valerie? Not that close, but uh, we, we, we tended to agree. It's, it's uh, I guess, in some ways, she was doing a lot for the uh, the homeless and food for the homeless. Mm -hmm. And my, my, my activity tended to go to Central America, which, of course, feeds the population of L.A. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, and, and both of us want to be the leader of the band, I guess, is the shortest way to put it. <laughs> And Mary, God bless her, uh, that whole era, uh, Ted and, and you and Mary and Gavin McLeod. I mean, I keep coming back to this amazing casting. Do you recall how that came about? I mean, did you have to audition and often for that role? or? Yeah, I, I went in and auditioned. And the, the Gavin, who was behind me uh, for the audition, was also there for Lou. And he volunteered and said, do you mind if I... Uh, try for Murray. 
it seemed to him that Murray <laughs> was down his alley more. So he read for Murray and he got it. Absolutely. No better Murray on the planet than yeah. him. Are you kidding yeah. me? I want to also, before we uh, let you go, talk about your work with autism. You have a son, I believe, and a grandchild with autism. Yeah. And you've been involved. And I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about what you'd like people to know and, and what you're involved in. Well, we, uh, my son, with his brilliance, uh, Matthew, uh, and his wife, Nava, began what is called the Ed Asner Center for Autistics and Their Families. And uh, we had a big gala the other night, Sunday night. Made a lot of money, thank God. And uh, what it does is it, it brings the families in to instruct them how to deal with their autistic kids mm -hmm. and how to bring them along and... Uh, and at the same time provides instruction for the autists. We're off to a good beginning. It just began this year. We'll see what happens. Uh, I hope uh, we're inscribed in a good book. Gratifying to be able to use your celebrity for something like that, to yeah. to bring attention yeah. to something. I really think that's that's a gift that you can give <laughs> along with your hard work. It's just your name alone will attract attention. Well, and I, I can honestly say I'm affected by it. It's not a tax write-off. And uh, the, the best, the best thing, uh, I, to me, it's, it's the incidence of autism has risen enormously. That's because of better reporting. Yes. But um, uh, it's all, also cop impatience is what, what I want to be sure they're slow on the trigger for. Mm. When Charlie was about, my autistic son was about nine or ten, I guess, and he was uh, in the passenger seat of my car while I was driving. And I uh, got whistled over. <clears throat> I don't know why. Uh, and uh, I put down the window and waiting for the cop to come up. And as he came up to the window, Charlie bounded over to the driver's side, and he said to the cop, Do you know who you're dealing with? <laughs> and uh, I chewed my lips and cheek and uh, quickly tried to pacify the cop and explain to him that my son had a particular handicap. Mm. But So it's, it's, it's explaining, arming uh, law enforcement with the knowledge that these are outspoken people, that they right. are. That they're kind of loose-lipped. Well, it's also good, not just for the law enforcement community, but important for all of us to yeah, take yeah. a breath and realize these are people and they just are a bit different than other people, but they still are people. And uh, Well, for instance, I'm 90 years old. As a kid, the, those who were a little off-center were some quite often dismissed as the Yiddish term, Meshuggener, crazy. Mm, mm. And uh, our knowledge of autism explains to us and rationalizes for us that the Meshuggahs are, are not crazy. They're just offbeat. Well, congratulations to your son and his wife and to everyone who's doing what they can to, uh, to take that stigma down and throw it yeah. away for good. Yeah. I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, because of Netflix and all the other uh, Hulu, all the other TV options, 
it's not as hard anymore to find an Ed Asner episode on, uh, say, Voyage uh-huh. to the Bottom of the Sea, where you played a Russian yeah. bad guy or yeah. The Outer Limits or some of those great shows from the uh, prior to the 70s when you were a big hit. They surface. They show up a lot. I don't watch anymore. Well, but, uh, trust me, <laughs> they're, they're showing up a lot. Well, listen, you've been a delight to talk with, and, and we're going to promote the fact that you're doing this one-man show, A Man and His Prostate. I'll give all the details to the audience. And, it's a pleasure uh, talking to you. Well, likewise, an honor. And by the way, your daughter is a doll. She's so nice to work with. Uh, she is. I'm she very, is. very impressed. So thank I'm her, and, and thank you, sir, and good luck. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. Thank you very much, All right. Much, Take care, Ed. Ed Asner, a living legend, an American treasure. And as we record this podcast, he's starring in his one-man show, A Man and His Prostate, at the Regent Theater in Arlington, Massachusetts, Saturday and Sunday, November 16th and 17th. For tickets and details, visit regenttheater.com. On Mike with Jordan Rich produced at Char Productions in Boston with technical assistance from Ken Carberry and Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media. You can connect with me on Facebook at Jordan Rich Show, on Twitter at Jordan WBZ, or email me, Jordan at ChartProductions.com. And as always, thanks for listening, and a reminder to be well so you can do good. Take care.